Yo, what it do, baby? This your boy, Chapo. Hey, man, what's going on, everybody? This your boy, Sav. And we are the Chop It Up Podcast Show. Man, yes, indeed, man. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Man, you know what it is. It's Chop It Up Podcast Show. Let's go! What it do, Sav? What's going on, Chop? You good? I'm good. Back again, huh? Back again. Yes, indeed. And we got a... Not one, but two special guests. Two special guests, man. These are good people, man, referred by some really good people, man. So I'm going to go and introduce y'all and bring y'all to the limelight. Uh, so we got Miss Latasha in the building and her husband. Oh, how y'all feeling today? What's going on? We're good. Going on? Good. good. Thank you for having us. Thank yes, you for coming on, man. This yeah. is definitely a blessing uh, for y'all to be able to come on and talk about your business, your entrepreneurship life. So uh, we definitely are excited to have y'all on here and, you know, hear about y'all's story today. Indeed. Appreciate y'all that. Y'all doing good? We're good. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's good. Glad y'all can make it. But now we're going to jump right into it because um, we know it. y'all got a busy schedule. Um, so first, let's just say this. How did, how did you two both get started in the tactical field? Wow. Um, I was minding my business working out in the gym, and uh, she ran up and was like, come here, you finna marry me. He, was, he, he asked about the touch of your business, not about how we man. met. <laughs> so, um, years in the military, being an instructor um, on the fitness and the firearm side, okay, we got together, and her aspirations on the social work therapy side, and it was actually her that found a need Mm. In that realm, like, wait a minute, it takes a lot of mental stability, support to even do this stuff. And say, hey, this, there's a need that's missing. Well, not need that's missing. There's a missing resource for needs out there for a lot of people. So she kind of spearheaded the the conjoining of the businesses. In other words, <laughs> <laughs> when he started, um, by the old tactical, mm-hmm. we saw there was a need for a woman's touch. There you go. In that oh, realm, yeah, that woman's got you. Yes. It just, it just you know, so being out there with him, me learning and training myself um, with him, and then having women clients—that's where Tactical Social Worker was born. Born because seeing women come out there, train, have firearms, but for whatever reason, leave them at home, leave them in the trunk, things like that. So I'm like, why is it not sticking? Why is it not sticking? So going through, I want to say it was my last semester of grad school for social work. I was and understanding how trauma works, understanding like the basis of mental health, like mm-hmm. things we essentially do to clean up the messes in our life that we didn't make in the first place, and then being able to prevent further trauma. I was like, oh, so understanding what it means to be safe, to feel safe, to protect yourself. It wasn't connecting between the training and what it really means to train and to be a firearms owner. So that pretty much body ball tactical plus me being in social work school made the baby and here we are with tactical social worker it literally, it literally got to a point on the range when I would be training a woman client and she would break down crying and I was like you know what just go see Tasha <laughs> oh really <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, seriously. Wow. Yeah, seriously because again one thing that I like to say a lot outside of her presence I said now it's difficult for me to train a woman if I look like her assailant Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, intimidating. I wouldn't even say intimidating. It's like I'm triggering you just standing here. The trust here. factor. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, like, if you've been whatever kind of assaulted, especially via firearm, by a man, I have to break through all these layers just to get you to do stance, grip, sight, picture, sound alignment, trigger control. You're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. You triggered by the Your presence. You see what I'm saying? So, you know what? Yeah. Tasha got you. So, That's really how it went down. A yeah. couple, like a couple times on the range, it happened like that. Yeah. So having to walk with me through panic mm-hmm. attacks to where on even like being next to a man's mm-hmm. next to a man is triggering just that presence because you got to look at like sexual trauma. Like what did they go through through childhood, or what did they hear, see on the news in their neighborhood that has them just scared at the thought of a firearm? Because when it boils down to it, you do have the power of life and death in your hands. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes you may have to go to that extreme to end a life to save one. So you have to ask people, are they really ready for that? So that's where the mental health come into play. And one of my favorite tattoos in my mental health sleeve, it says self-care saves lives, primarily starting with yours. So. Nah, that's big. <laughs> nah, that was a lot. I wasn't expecting that. But, but oh, to your point, that makes sense, though. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so let's just say if we have an imaginary woman who has trauma in her life, right, and then she finds her way to you guys, um, and then do you guys do some type of um, screening on a personal, not personal level, but just kind of allowing them to open up before y'all get to the tactical part, or do y'all just jump straight in tactical? Or how does that work? It, it depends on it depends on how they come about it. Now, it used to be kind of like a shot in the dark. Well, whoever people sign up, cool, they cool in the class. You know, I'm teaching them, this is the classroom lecture, right? Cool. Then we get to the range and just like, oh my god. So from there, that's when Tasha came up with this amazing idea to have so I'm let her introduce her program. She got programs where the women will come out on a Friday night, talk about all this stuff, and then they're mentally ready Saturday morning when they get to the range. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have, yeah, we, we have it set up literally on her site for that. There's, there's a plug on my site for, hey, ladies, if you got this going on, going over the social worker site, and we good. We got you like that. So that kind of funneled more people more women towards her who have those discomforts when it comes down to training with men. So we we do have two different approaches with that. Mm-hmm. I I do just so the therapist part is just like one layer of me. It's not like a permanent thing. There's just a joke and say like I'm I'm a social worker that moonlights as a therapist. It is core. I love creating programs. I love like teaching the education side of social work. The therapy stuff is just. It's needed. It's a part of who I am, but it's not like the core of things. But usually, like if I'm taking an example, um, sitting in on his license to carry course, usually I can tell, sniff out, pick up, however you want to word it, mm-hmm. women who are dealing with trauma just based on how they're responding to him and some of the stuff he's saying. So I give an example. If you tell someone, especially someone who has experienced any type of violent trauma, directly or indirectly, that it's their responsibility to keep themselves safe, they normally going to spaz out. Whether they do it internally, whether they get triggered, start crying, right. whether they become goddamn combative in class. Well, it's picked up on people just shifting in their seats. Yeah, like it makes them it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so body language is stuff okay. like yeah. that. I go like pull them out of class, sit down, talk to them, mm-hmm. uh, directly tell them like, hey, this is probably what you need before we even touch the range. So some of my clients, I do like we gotta have a talk. We gotta have um, some classroom work first before we go to the range. Cause last thing I need you out there panicking and freaking out. Now I gotta go to the extreme to make sure I keep myself safe and you safe. Right. So just considering 
where people's minds are when they are in those spaces. So. Have, have y'all had any situations where people have done your training program, had a situation where they had to defend themselves and came back to y'all and said, man, like, you know, I, I was in a situation and what I learned from you guys has really helped me or saved my life. Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. It hasn't gotten to the point. Let me think. Let me make sure I ain't lying. <laughs> you know how you have to like, let me think. On the academy <laughs> side, on the academy side more so. Um, and, and that's the thing. This is the this is the difficult part of our job. Most of us in our culture, we're reactive. We're not proactive. Gotcha. So they've come to us after that horrible trauma. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it was discouraging for them and, and, and kind of difficult for them. You go through the training and now you're beating yourself up. Cause like, if I, had this training, if I had this training that night, that night when that horrible thing happened to me, if I had that training, you see what I'm saying? So now you're just like, okay, I got a training. Now her words, I wish you motherfucker would. Because <laughs> you don't get a you don't you don't get a do over. You don't get a do over. Yeah, okay. it's, it's fight or flight. Yeah, yeah, I got my thought now. So we've had some clients who have been able to successfully de-escalate yes. Yes. without yes. having to pull their firearm. Yes. yes. So And that's bigger than actually responding to an incident. Because if you're able to de-escalate a situation, somebody, to where you don't have to pull your firearm, to me, that's a win. It's, it's a success. Because mm-hmm. you ain't got to worry about no paperwork. You ain't got to worry about no sitting in there, that, no bail, because they're going to take your gun. They're still going to take you to jail. You're going right. to have to go through all of the processes. And what does that do to someone mentally? If you know you rightfully defended yourself, so now the whole, oh, I did something wrong because I have, I have to go through this. And so going a step further, what are the chances of someone hesitating the next time if they don't understand that process? Right. I think that that's the difficult part for a lot of people. Like, you know, I, from what I'm learning, you know, I just moved from Mississippi. And the difference I've noticed <laughs> in the Texas is everybody's strapped. I'm at McDonald's. <laughs> Try it if you want to. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's strapped in Texas from what I'm feeling. So um, I know the, the rules and regulations are a little different, but I guess, like, when it comes to defending yourself, what is the proper process, you know, you, if you're in a situation where you have to pull your firearm on somebody? Okay, so mm. let's reverse engineer. It's layered. It's layered. Let's, let's reverse engineer. Number one, you pull your firearm, we're going to put you in chrome bracelets, right? <laughs> Because it's a felony at that we, point. We're yeah. we, we going to give you a presidential escort all the way downtown. We're going to give you a bath. We're going to give you a nice outfit. And we're going to give you a nice suite downtown for however long it takes. And we're going to hold your stuff for you. We're going to hold your stuff in a little ziplock bag. We're good. We got you. I need you to understand that process. Regardless if you're in the right or the wrong. Right or wrong, yeah. we're going downtown. You need an attorney, period. Because guess what? Yeah, you're innocent till proven guilty, but you're guilty till proven innocent as well. Because when a cop rolls up, all they know is somebody shot, somebody's dead. We don't know who. We can't take the dead person to there, but we're going to take you downtown. We got an interview. I'm sorry, it's going to be a podcast without the mics and cameras. <laughs> right? <laughs> Have your mind right. And that's one thing that I love that Tasha teaches the, you know women. Look, don't be scared of that presidential ride downtown. Do not be scared of that. Because they're going to ask you questions. You're going to say, I don't know what happened. I'm waiting on my attorney. Mm-hmm. And then when your attorney asks you what happened, and the, the punks jump up and get beat down. That's what you think <laughs> it is. You understand what I'm saying? As long as you have that mindset, and that's what mm-hmm. that's, I'm teaching it from the backside, because I don't want you to be thinking about, okay, stand, script, side, pitch, tell, I'm in trip control, and squeeze. 
but what happens if I shoot this guy? So going, I want to add in something, add on something um, to what O said. Even before you get to the point where you make the decision, you're going to carry a firearm. What happens or where's your attention? Where's your focus before we get to the point of, oh, I have to pull my gun. By the time you pull your gun, it's already too late. Yeah. So that's what I mean by a lot of people are not aware of the mental health side of things because if you just look up and you happen to pull and you find yourself like... It's no, like, you do your thing. Okay, if you in a shit hits the fan situation, like you, if you look up and you realize, like, oh shit, it's time for me to pull my gun, right. you've already lost at that point. Because where's your situation awareness? So the things that we feel in our body when something feels off, our gut, our intuition, depending on who you talk to, right to, yes. root chakra, sacral chakra, things mm-hmm. like that, when something feels off, like, what are you paying to paying attention to around you? What are the people doing around you? Is somebody watching you? Is something off? Are the people over there beefed out? Is some dude sitting over there eating and his wife ran up on him and mm-hmm. he in an unethically <laughs> monogamous situation. You know, things You know, things like that. So we it's a lack of awareness right. to what feels safe and unsafe. So and it's still situation awareness. That's it still said. points yeah. back to um I don't know if this is like a real word, but I made up. But like emotional awareness, yes. emotional situation awareness mm-hmm. can help prevent a lot of the anxieties that we experience before we get to the point if we have to use our firearm. Right. Now, piggybacking <clears throat> off of that, has there ever been a situation to where it's gotten too, how can I put it, it's gotten too tough from the business standpoint to where you would have to reject someone and say, no, okay. not right now. So, so, so that's right a conversation. Now. So hmm. here's, here's, here's where we tread lightly. Okay. It's two sides of this. Okay. And, I, and I'm understanding we're on the podcast. We'd rather be cared, tried by 12 and cared by six. Okay. My concern is not necessarily your background and all of that. And I'm kind of saying that legally. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what we have to understand, we are not just firearms instructors. Right. The situation may not dictate you use a firearm. You still might need a weapon, though. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So we don't want to limit it to firearm. One thing I'm careful with that we you you said the word screening in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? I don't want a young lady to not come to us, not get what she needed because. Well, I had an assault charge when I was in the sixth grade. I beat up somebody in the lunchroom. I wonder if they're going to let me do that. That's not, no, no. We, we deal with that other stuff later. You understand what I'm saying? So we, we, we kind of got to be careful when we, I'm not saying that you need to be careful, but we right, need right, to be right. careful when we address these topics because people generally don't know. Right. We, they'll just go based on what, uh, they're going to do screening. And you know, uh, back in the day, I used to I used to bang on them, so I can't go. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I touch you? Can I touch you? Yeah, that's your wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a black one. Yeah. This is his wife. <laughs> so I, um, I have an example. Like, you know, the whole angry black woman stereotype going around. I get plenty of women who like, oh, my attitude too bad, so and so told me, mm. I don't need a pistol. Baby, mm. if you're not out here slapping the shit out of people right now, like without a firearm, you ain't bad as you think you are. Like, I promise you, you're not. <laughs> so, my screening is a little bit different than his, and I do think it's an, it's an anticipated fear of like, oh, I've had all these previous situations where 
I may have felt like I wanted to slap somebody down. However, it does take a level of discipline, and that is something that I work with my clients on and understanding that, like, it's not we want to just go out here, take pictures, be cute, shoot them up, bang, bang. Like, no, baby, it's a whole responsibility. It's a responsibility to the people that depend on you. It's a responsibility to yourself as well, because if your goal is to get back home safely, what are you doing to make sure that happens? We also have classes and drills that kind of enforce that. For example, we got one called Force on Force, right? Oh, I got a bad attitude. I don't need a gun. Okay, let's talk Jeez. about that. When I take you out there in the range, nice day, breeze, we great, sun shining, we chilling, and you can't hit my target. Now, how the hell are you going to hit the target if you're mad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm mad, it'd be different. Cool, no problem. So now I'm going to put you in another situation. I'm going to tell you to get to your gun. I'm going to put pressure on you. I'm going to put some physical exertion on you. And then I'm going to tell you to hit your target. Because that's mm-hmm. what's going to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, dang. And that's a humbling situation for everyone. Men and women. Men and women. Oh, man, believe it or not, in full transparency, I have more women sign up for our force-on-force class than men. And force on first, I get a simulated, you get a simulated pistol, I get a simulated pistol with sim rounds in it. I mean, they come out, they got like little paintballs. Like real small, fast paintballs, right? Mm And I, I gear you up, you put on your protective gear. I don't have on protective gear. And I tell you, I'm shooting your hand, I'm shooting your face, I'm shooting your left ass cheek, and I'm shooting your arm. And that's going to happen in that order. Thanks. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're going to sit there like, they well, like I, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he said it in that order, so I don't let it be. Like, I'm just thinking happen. of my reaction. It's also going to shoot me in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and that's going to be the first one. And, and when that happens. You got a mask on. You got a mask oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yes, yes. Pause, pause right there. Think about what he said, and this happens on the range. And mm-hmm. you get people who who just think they just going to wake up and do some John Wick type it action. Right. It doesn't work like that. Because <laughs> think about, like, if you're somebody you're comfortable with, your partner, whoever you call they, think about how rattled your nerves get when y'all be beefed out. You already, this is somebody you're comfortable with who you... Right. Hopefully, you know, not gonna lay hands on you. That's a whole nother subject. So, yeah. You know, so think about being out. <laughs> think about being out. <laughs> think about being out in public and this person you don't know that bumped into you or said something or already came at you sideways and you're trying to be polite or you're trying to de escalate or, you know, get out of the situation and they just decided they own one that day. If you haven't been put in that situation, you don't know how you're going to perform. Because it's one thing to argue with somebody at home. It's one thing to be beefed out with your cousin. But this stranger on the street, you don't know what they got on their mind. You don't know what they're capable of. Or you don't know. You what just you just have. don't. Right, yeah, you, right. don't, you don't know what's with the shits or not. That's it. So, yeah. considering things like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a humbling situation for everybody. It puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Because my side is, do you have the skill set based on your own discipline to train consistently to perform said task. That's the easy part. The hard part, where's your mind? Can you mentally handle this? Even if you can get through that, can you handle the ramifications of it? Where's your mind to de-escalate? It is so much more difficult to de-escalate a situation than it is to pull your gun out. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You see what I'm saying? And this, I'm glad <laughs> what you thinking? About, go ahead, go ahead. I got a lot in my head. Go ahead, man. So, why do you think Society has moved away from just doing one of these and, and getting it out the way okay. versus so, okay. using the first thing live. You know let's what do I mean? Live to fight another let's do it. Day. Yeah. See, like, now, we can say so. Let's be let's be fair. We can't we can't undermine the elementary and middle schoolers. We can't do that. They're they're genius in this in this area. Mm-hmm. We can sit up and say, oh no, old school, blah, blah, 
blah, blah, live to see another day. Let me tell you what happened. After I beat your ass <laughs> in front of all these people that went live on their iPhone. Because we got social media nowadays. Three, three Androids. Three Androids. It's going to be a bad angle. It's going to be grainy, but three Androids going to get the camera fixed, too. But, you know, you got all these. Why is everybody laughing at that? Hey, shout out to all the Androids. <laughs> 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 Did you win <laughs> So, we got, we got all these iPhones with a cinematic view watching me whoop your ass in this parking lot. Right now, you know, come on, bro. Like you, you not finna just go home and play Nintendo like we used to do. With that black guy. <laughs> With that black guy. No, your girl, your girl can like you fix your own plate of food. You gonna let him do that? You better not say shit to me in this house. <laughs> come on, bro. Like it. You understand what I'm saying? So now we got we got the pride. You you're talking about a time in life where pride wasn't so fragile. Because mm. back in the day, it mean you got into a fight. In the locker room, only the other six people in the locker room gonna be able to talk about it. True. You feel what I'm saying? So we, we ain't want nobody to know. You get in trouble yeah. back then. We got to be <laughs> careful yeah, with that. We dealing with a lot of pride now. Because mm. at the end of the day, if you think about it this way, dang, this is what you've never heard. Dang, he shot that nigga in the arm, man. Man, nigga, you got me when you got shot in the arm. No, that's not the play. Nigga, I got shot and I live, nigga. Nigga, you niggas could kill me. Ten shots and I'm still rolling. I got something school. to brag about. Yeah. But if you beat my ass and I live, no, nigga, that ain't we not finna know. <laughs> no, you got me on TikTok and shit, crying and shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you, feel, you feel me? Yeah. So no, niggas, niggas ain't fighting no more. We 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 gonna we gonna de-escalate when we get into the gunplay, and that's mm-hmm. the unfortunate fact. That's yeah. why everyone's carrying a firearm because we can't do this no more. Back then, we would talk about older men who had pride. Dust yourself off, that's how it goes. Now, y'all go sit in there. Dap it up afterwards and go on about your business. Go on about your business. But now, we don't live in that world no more. And that's the unfortunate fact. I don't because think a lot of people realize we don't live in that world no more. Oh, they don't. Depend on, the think about depend on how old you is. There you go. Think about what you just said. In our world, it's more honorable. Because this man get to go home and feed his family. But because my pride is so fragile... I got to take his life because he said something to me in Walmart in front of my wife. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? No, that's real. Yeah, that's real. Now, me, I've learned just from being, having a security company, I've learned de-escalation. I got certain words I use like, come on, bro, not tonight. Let's have a good night, bro. Let's... (laughs) It's a warrant. They courtesy call. Listen, we, we, we were in Walmart one time, and this dude. Oh, oh my God. God. Walmart. Walmart. The only place worse than Walmart is Iraq. In Waffle House. In Waffle House. Don't do that situation. Bro. Listen. Y'all want some Mr. and Mrs. Smith shit. Real, real shit. Watch this. Watch this. This particular day, she was she was EP. I'm chilling, nigga. I'm, I'm in the Walmart. I'm counting the chips on the bag and shit because I ain't got to pay attention <laughs> to nothing. And this one. Arabic lady. Uh, no, she was in her hijab with her baby. She was. She, she had. A, she had the babies with her. She fumbled with her stuff. We was in self checkout. Self checkout. So white dude was on traditional. Yeah. He looked like he was from from the heart of Texas. I'll say it like that. Mm-hmm. And he started to make like little comments under his breath in regard to the Muslim lady. So I was from. like, Oh no, we not doing this today. This lady ain't even bothering nobody. So I'm like, Hey. I'm just hey, like, fuck. like he I don't want day off, bro. So I'm like, you had to put your game on. on. So because, <laughs> far as I know, it didn't appear that she was very well spoken in, in English because she was over there struggling with the machine. Mm-hmm. End up calling the other lady, the 
cashier lady, you know, be up there to help you with the self checkout yeah, yeah. to help her with that. And like, homeboy just was like rushing, like, and out of everybody that was at a self checkout, he chose her yeah. to make comments about. I said, oh, he on one today, so I'm like, hey, hey, we got us. Like, like, so, <laughs> you got it. You got the suit. I'm like, I'm like Iron Man at this point, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so and, and I address him, and, and this is what I said, I said hey. Not today. Don't make me do my job. He gave me this look. What is your job? I said, look, I just got off work. Don't make me do my job. I'm real good at it. And he, he got context clues at that point. He, he looked. He looked me up. And, and he went like, down there to go check out somewhere walked. else. So. You, you see what I'm saying? So de-escalation doesn't have to be as passive. It's like, hey, heads up. You just gotta understand what's really going on. You gotta understand what's really going on, bro. So, and and to piggyback off of that situation, right? Looking at that, because you're not technically, well, let me know, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but in that space in Walmart, you're not actually at work. So, So, how do you, when you say, don't let me go to work, you know, and you're in somebody else's business, how does that. So, so, so here's what I was taught. Here's what I was taught. Um, in the military and in aviation, we have what you call the OODA loop. Okay, there's a pilot years ago, he said, everybody's brain operates on the OODA loop, O-O-D-A. Observe, orient, decide, then act. So what my job is, is to disrupt that OODA loop. When you got an objective, I'm finna harass this lady here at the shelf checkout, and I say something like, hey bro, don't make me do my job. I'd have messed your mind up. Now your mind's like, what the fuck is he talking about? I got you. You're done. Your OODA loop is fucked. I'm in there. <laughs> Yo, Oodle Loop is fucked. It's fucked. So because, it's, because now you I'm have to niggas with the Oodle Loop. You have to. Now, it's now intimidating. Said, yeah, the moment I said that, he did what you did. He had to reorient. Like, wait a minute, what is he talking about? He got on a Walmart outfit. <laughs> the fuck is this? Like, job? what is his job? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then he has to observe. I'm sorry, observe, orient, then decide what he wants to do. Then I'm already in there. I'm already. I'm already set to plug him. I, all I did was stall him just enough to where I was in position. Had he moved wrong, he'd have been lit up. <laughs> so in simple in simple terms, when people, yeah. whoever said bad guy, and that's not gender percent to throw men on the bus because women be on their BS sometimes too. Right. So when a bad guy, somebody who with the shits decide they're with the shits, they've already played out how this is going to go. Yeah. They and I messed it up. They picked you for a reason. So they're looking for a particular response. And this goes back. This is a word I picked up from um, going through the training at his security school. So that's Girl, another reason. If you again, it's going to be a problem in this party. Do I need to ask for consent first? So we have what's called like your professional presence. Right, and from right, that, right. I came yes. up with a term called unfuckwittable. Like, right. do you look like you're to be fucked mm-hmm. with? At that point, so how do you come off to people? Does it look like do you carry yourself as if anybody just can run up on you, mm-hmm. or do you make people think twice for even approaching you? And that's something I do work with um, my sisters with. This whole oh, you need to smile and do this and do that. Like no, keep that because it can be a protection barrier to keep certain people out of your face. Mm-hmm. So what? Okay, I'm curious now. What does that look like? What explain unfuckwittable? So what, you know, so I take. I give them all the levels, baby. So, I know, all right, you, you, you might be in a situation, you in the club, you know, somebody bumps into your girl terrible. and you look okay. like, yeah, I probably okay. So you can look at some people and you be like, nah, they just look like I ain't, yeah, I, I, ain't, I, I don't want it with them. Yeah, like, versus, 
clean example that you two know very well, right? Talk to Here, here's what a lot of people didn't know. Did you know the dude, the mall cop that you disrespect all the time has the same exact certification as that big-ass dude in all black standing at the front door of your favorite club? Did not know. What do they look like? You look at people, you assess them and so determine whether they are three or not. cop on the scooter? Mall cop on the scooter? <laughs> With no gun. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure that's what we comparing. That's it. Okay. Same, okay. same right. level two certification in okay. the state of Texas. <laughs> but it's the professional presence. You've seen police officers, you like, I'll beat your ass and take your gun, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Some cops be like, they're like, no, he fight people juice. in real life. He ripped up that one? Yeah. Don't no cop look like that. He doing something extra. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? So it's the professional presence first. Okay, these are the levels of what we call compliance. This is how we gain compliance. Is your prof- is your professional presence intact enough that what people are like, nah, maybe I shouldn't run up in this club tonight with no foolishness. You've done that every time you went out. As a matter Y'all went to baby girl birthday party, didn't you? You do that mm-hmm. when unconsciously when you decide if you're gonna approach a woman when or not. Does she look approachable regardless of how fine she you is? You sized that security off at the door, did you not? Baby, I sized them up when I hit the corner. Why? Listen to what you're saying. Why? Because if I that's everywhere I go, if you need security. But she ain't never been cool with a mall cop though. Listen to this dude. You hear me say? I get cool with security everywhere. You, 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 you ain't been cool with a dude on the scooter. No, I, I ain't gonna have She don't talk about it. See, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Christina gonna be with me at the mall. <laughs> Makes sense. So it's a, so that's level one, your presence. Do you look like you to be fucked with? Perfect example. The the best example I gave you the first one. Here's the one you know. She bad. I mean, you 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 pumping gas. You walking from the gas pump into the store. She walks out the store. You look at it. You like, damn, I'm finna holler. And then you look at her face. She got this look. No, I'm, I ain't. She look like she punched punched me in, in the throat. Like you I like, nah, I ain't gonna say that right now. She got ten thousand followers. Yeah, I ain't finna. And that's that's the unfuckwittable look. That's the profess. That's the presence. You know what I'm saying? You make your approach to a woman based on how she looks, based on your approach. Think about it. How many times have you saw a bad one? You was like, yeah, I'm finna get her. And the look on her face was just like, how you doing, man? <laughs> have a whole have a whole speech <laughs> and then just turn into a hey man. <laughs> the next time I see her, what's the what's the gas station? Next time I see her at Quick Trip, I'ma say something. At the QT. At the QT. Now you gotta be singing that song, that song that said, um, When I See You Again. What's the, and that's a Kevin Campbell song. Yeah, that's the Kevin Campbell song. Yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. So that's level now, one. You done missed out. <laughs> level two, now let's go back to the Walmart. That's my verbal commands. I'm saying what I have to say. And I'm gonna make you reevaluate. Because, like I said, dude, he looked me up and down. Do I look like I whooped this boy the hand today? <laughs> I mean, I, I can almost articulate his brain. Well, I'm feeling kind of yeehaw right now, but I don't think that he's kind of, he looks kind of <laughs> He was new to I'm Texas, like, too. Get the car. You, you know what? Nope. I don't even want this store no more. I don't. You understand? So from there, that's when we go to our next level, to our soft hands, get a little bit more aggressive. This is just compliance, right? And then from there, we go to our attacks. And then from there, we go to lethal force. So there are five levels of compliance. And that's, all, that's really all it is. So if, if Buddy would have said, you know what? Fuck it. What you going to do? Ooh. I, I didn't, I didn't sit switch yeah, away. Why just say, who the fuck are you? So, you so at that point, you, yeah, you, want, you want to come find out? <laughs> so at that point, I would have stepped into his oodle loop again. I would have stepped in position to where the young lady he was about to address was behind him, behind me. 
I'm sorry. And then Tasha would have been moving over to the left. Then he would have been cornered. Then he would have had to think about that shit again. <laughs> I said, look, and, then, and at that time, I would say, look, please don't make me do my job. Now I'm standing here in a nonviolent posture. Big bro is watching. The cameras is watching, bro. They are. I'm going to go viral. I'm going to post this shit on my page. Do you hear me? And I'm going to market it at his finest. Good promo. Do you hear me? Good promo. And when, and when I post it, I'm saying, somebody come look at this shit. <laughs> And at that point, my hands are here in a non-violent posture. So when he steps in my direction, I'm going to feel for my life there. Then he's plugged. Hello. Mm. Now, what are the attorneys going to say? What are the witnesses going to say? Don't forget my verbal command. And I didn't say that softly like I'm saying it here. You wanted to make sure everybody heard it. Think about it. Think about this. this is, I'm going to give you some game right here. When a cop makes an arrest, whether you're resisting or not, what is that cop yelling? Stop resisting. That's not for you. That's for the witnesses, bro. It's to create a narrative. Those are this That's stuff like this we teach in our classes. We this is what we teach classes. in our classes. If we were, you know, I would literally put you in position and show you how we do it. You understand what I'm saying? So now, regardless if you're resisting or not, it looks and sounds like you're resisting. I, I don't know what happened. I just saw him struggling, and the cop was yelling, stop resisting, and the cop shot him. What is the jury going to say, bro? He in a green. Do you see what I'm saying? So now we've gotten to level two. I put myself in position to do whatever I need to do for said compliance. Now, at that point, when I go hands-on, it's 100% justified. Going back to what I was saying in the military, I've got my hands up here in a nonviolent posture, giving you the go-ahead, i.e. water flows in the path of least resistance. If you want to get Brody, go ahead. I'm giving you the opportunity. Hmm. But what you don't know, you don't know my level of skill to put you in said deficit and you think you're winning. I fucked your oodaloo yet again. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So now you get ready to walk up in my face. Tickle at that turn. You walking towards me, I'm stepping back and I'm lighting you up. You look like the aggressor, I look like a victim. Hmm. What are we gonna say in court? I fucked his oodle loop up. No, that's not what we're gonna say. No, we're gonna say. I'm gonna sit there. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna shave my beard. I was just in Walmart. You gonna shave your beard? I was shopping with my wife and hey, you got I don't want to part too. Yeah. It's it's it's. I don't want to say it's simple. It takes training. It's all training. You got to do it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So, with with you guys' training, right, because you say you guys discussed that. You know what, Paul, stay right there. Okay. Everything I'm saying, she's training women to do exactly that. Because mm -hmm. let's be fair. If that young lady with her three babies, two or three babies, had the same training, that baby would say, Allah will walk by and shut that shit down. You know what? <laughs> and I'd be like, like, yes. <laughs> yes, look at the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can't stay at you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would have been a different narrative. Oh my God, Terrence. No, I didn't, I didn't testify my ass up. No, he was fucking with him. He was fucking <laughs> like Bush was fucking with them. No, he was <laughs> We gotta edit that shit out. Edit that shit out. Boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was a lot. That was a lot. Hey, but I gonna lie. Some good shit. No, but I got a lot from that. I got a lot from I that. I did. So, with you guys' training, I'm assuming you two both have studied um, 
pretty much like the law as far as of course like, we okay. teach it we actually teach it yes so okay. my my training is my firearms training is specifically specifically through him and his um program gotcha the mental health side makes things make sense mm. Okay. It ties it all. It ties it all together. Yes. So a lot of people consider it oxymoronic. So I'm not welcome in firearm spaces. I'm not welcome in mental health spaces. So I do what the hell I want to do and make my own damn thing. Because if you think the whole, even just the whole, and, and shout out to all my social workers, social work month, month of May, and it's no, women's month. Now. Shout out to social work. Shout out to all the social workers. So with social work, it's traditionally, historically, a liberal field. So you out here toting pistols and shooting and you're a social worker? Mm-hmm. Then you have a firearm side, like what mental health got to do with firearms training? Yeah, everything. Oh, my favorite. My so, favorite. You train what? the LGBTQ as well? I mean, why do they need so, guns? <laughs> have you been to Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, they had a situation a few years back in, when it was in Orlando, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, in Orlando, but yeah. when they shot that real story, I got a call a couple, was a couple, was a couple months, yeah, last year, I got a call. Um, had some guys down there, Oak Lawn, uh, they called, and it was some cops I knew that was there, and it was just like, hey, um, we got an issue. I was like, all right, what's the issue? And I uh, got there, uh, assuming obviously he would identify as gay, and he was standing over there, and this other guy who was obviously the harasser was like bleeding out of his face, and his homeboys in the pickup truck with the Confederate flag was standing off at a distance. Yes. Oh my God. So. And they was like, hey, you know, they asked me, hey, you want to take him to jail? And I said, tell you what, let me work this out. And he was like, because this is a lot of paperwork, bro. And I said, all right, let's, let's talk about it. So I went over to the dude. I said, look, man, here's the situation. I need you to tell me what happened. You lay down the street, you bloodied up, and what happened? And I'm, I'm asking these questions because I know you don't belong here. You got you on your, you got your beer bottles and you got your Confederate flag. I know this ain't your party down here, bro. I know it's not. But let's do this. And I said, look, we can do one of two things. We can take you to jail, but I'm probably not going to do that. And he gave me this look, and the cop was like, you want to press? I say no, because if we take him to jail, it's really not going to serve as justice. Here's what's going to serve as justice. Bro, you done called this man faggot several times, and the individual that you call faggot beat your ass in front of your four homeboys that did not help you. Do you understand the ride home that you're going to have to deal with tonight? You're not going to live that down. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to help you get up, and we're going to walk you back to your truck. And Mr. Individual, we're going to shake his hand, and we're going to let him go on his way. And you got your ass whooped. That is the greatest amount of justice you ever could have got from coming down here. Mm. That's a narrative that's not put out. Because don't forget, people want to flow in the path of least resistance. The LGBT look like victims. They look like soft targets. They like soft targets. Thank you for that. Like soft targets. But yo, you thought that just because this man was dressed like a woman, you forgot this motherfucker was 6'2 and 270? Still a man. What the fuck is wrong with you? Damn. So want a man. No. She whooped your however she identifies, whooped your ass. Now you're crying. You know, he he had peed on himself, he was crying and he was bloody. Oh, he was bad. And so that's yeah, that's, a, like different that's yeah, a different the, side. Yeah, like the when you
you breach into like conservative and liberal, because whether yes. we like it or not, when you're dealing with firearms, oh, it is a whole conservative and liberal side of things. However, if my job is to make sure people in my, my community, however they bridge off, whether we're talking about the LGBT community, black people, whether we're talking about women, whether we're talking about That's the non-monogamous community, you have people yeah. who still need to understand how to protect themselves. And it's not like within this firearm space, it's not a lot of open arms when it comes to the LGBT community. Me while you see where women and people of that community that look like us out here get harassed and bullied right. and picked on but nobody's saying like hey let me show you or let me make you comfortable so you can come get this training yes. it's just oh well you shouldn't be like this and people do this no like we have adult bullies out here every day. Those children that were bullies in school grow up to be grown-up bullies and then they bully other grown-ups right. who don't know how to defend themselves so if my carbon, if my footprint or my impact here is to at least leave my community's society with a different understanding of what it means to be safe and walk in your truth, then we have to look at how we interact with people who don't look and live like us. Because it's comfortable when we only surround ourselves with people who share our same thoughts, views, and values. And that's where the caveat is. Who is our training for? That answer is what takes oh, me out of spaces, takes her out of spaces. I mean, and we approach it differently. I mean, you can't whoop me out, shoot me, so I don't give a shit. What your shirt say? What your shirt say? I hear you, but can you shoot though? I seen your video. <laughs> I seen your video. Precision. What he did? How he did? <laughs> You know, we, we've opened up a space thanks to Tasha forever because I had no idea how to open up those spaces. Because I honestly, I don't have, I don't have a liberal look. There's a lot of spaces I can't flow in because of my look. I get crazy looks when I go to the airport. Like, it's, it's insane. You know what I mean? So, we, us working together opened up a myriad of things for us to be able to do and give people community. Yeah. Definitely. So where are y'all located, for those who don't know? The office. Yeah. The office is in Arlington. The range we train out of is south um, south of Dallas and Ferris. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. We do travel. We do travel. We do travel all over the country. All over the country, we do that. So, where are some of the places you all have traveled to train? Everywhere. I mean, so we've been to California, Detroit, Detroit, Chicago, Chicago, Florida, North Carolina. Yeah, Phoenix. All over Texas. Philly. You said Florida. I said Florida. Yeah, because I said Florida, then I said Philly. Yeah, D.C., um, Maryland. We're Maryland, Maryland. Alabama. Alabama. Um, of course, Texas. Of course, yeah. And in, 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 county. Wow. I got a question. Sure. For you, though. <laughs> Go ahead. What you got? Have you, have you seen the other gentleman that went viral with his tactical? Which one? Um, I don't know. He's like, he has that voice like, uh, sir, sir, sir. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Oh, you talking about old boy in Detroit? Old yeah. boy in Detroit. Have you ever met him? No. I okay. Okay. Now, no. how do you feel about this? <laughs> now, this is to throw no shade, but from a so different it. person who's in that space, how do you feel about that? Okay. Number one, honestly, I don't. 
Mm. And I don't say that harshly. Okay. We live in a society of which somebody's going to like it and support it. Whether it's right or wrong. Let's be fair. Mm -hmm. Let's be fair. Um, Do I think those tactics are practical? I have not been in an environment to where I've seen it practical. He may have been. I have no idea where he's been to where those things are practical and applicable. Nonetheless, do you? Yeah. Now leave that there since you set me up for the political banana peel. <laughs> no, I just, you know, it's always good to just get a different perspective of what I mean, like I said, it's, it's, not, it's not a part of, those things aren't a part of my program. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to say those things are wrong. I will say that those things are not applicable to what to how to what I've experienced. Gotcha. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Even with entrepreneurship, there's a level of compatibility yes, that has to be there. Because yes. mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, we are personality driven. We yeah. we operate our vibes. We, we operate our yeah. energy, chemistry. Even when it comes down to who you're spending your money with. So even with that, like I understand, I ain't for I ain't mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, I'm not, and I'm totally fine with it. However, the people who are looking for me will find me. And I don't want you all to confuse followers, likes, and views for adequate information. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Definitely. I mean, yeah. Dude went if viral. If you don't get 20,000 likes, don't mean it's not bro, good information. Bro, bro, he, he, he went viral. He went viral mainly because many in the firearms industry who actually know what they're doing, not to say he doesn't know what he's doing, would post it and we say, hey, look at this, this is wrong. And it was posted and shared, posted and shared, posted and shared. So the people who don't know any better, which is the vast majority, see something really cool. Right. And they're like, ooh, I want to learn that. And there we have it. Versus your, hey, you need to take a license to carry course followed by a defensive pistol one course, learn how to hold a gun, learn how to shoot the gun, but the ego won't let you do that. You just want to jump right into the tactical stuff. It is what it is. Meanwhile, you don't even know how to drive for any damn hoster. I miss. I never know. Yeah. The whole time you got whooped. <laughs> nah, that's, that's, this is definitely good information. Um, I guess so we can dive in and get to know y'all a little bit better sure. for the audience, man. So uh, how about y'all just tell us where y'all from and, you know, a little bit on how y'all met and how y'all became one to grow. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. Met. Tell the truth. I ain't. <laughs> first of all, clearly with you, truth is subjective, so don't do tell that. The truth. So I, I am originally from Louisiana, from Shreveport. Okay. We moved out here. Yeah, that's why I was like my I-20 brethren. Yeah. Um, when did we move out here? We moved out here in 2015. We started dating in 2014. Um, the dynamic, y'all witness here. My first date, I didn't have say so in. He told me what was going to happen. And I was like, okay, I'll let you know. He was like, no, I'm not asking you shit. I was and like, oh. part of the program. Yeah, it, I just was like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. He just told me where I, I needed to be at. He gave you the place. He, yeah, he picked the place out. He told me how he wanted me to wear my hair. He went and got my outfit, shoes, all that. And I just showed showed up. And he John Madden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are eight and a half years um, later. So, But I was already en route to transitioning from Louisiana to Texas so I can go to UTA. That's why I went to social work school. Okay. Um, so I was already en route out here when we crossed paths and he was on his way out here too. So it's kind of just like pushed me in my back. Just worked out. Yeah. It really did. Okay. 
Okay, so, so you know, three sides. Now, of every story. now watch what he say. Watch, <laughs> watch how different he is. Really happen, actually happen, right? <laughs> All right, so um, recently from Florida, okay. and via the military, um, got to Shreveport, Louisiana, via Barksdale. All right, on the gym. <clears throat> and one day, 2014, she walked in the building. She was like, come here, give me that thing. And I've been here ever since, bro. That's pretty much how <laughs> shit happened. <And> <laughs> I want to ask. Sam don't, don't believe you. That's why he's no, looking no, like I that. I want to ask, but I, I don't want to ask. So you, when you say, she said, come here, give me that thing. Make sure that great on what you think. I'm trying to figure out what that means. What does that mean? That was me. I was... I was snatched up. I couldn't. I didn't have no say so in the matter. Like, <laughs> y'all really believe that? Hey, I don't, no, we just. Y'all been together. Y'all, you just asked a question. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. So, so when you ask me, like, you know, y'all been together a long time, I, I have to resort back to Stockholm syndrome. Y'all know what Stockholm syndrome is? Elaborate mm-hmm. for it. Stockholm syndrome is when somebody kidnaps you. Oh, and it holds you for so long. You just when you develop, when you oh, develop like yeah, yeah. intimate feelings yeah, for your captor or your abuser, so, that's what he's saying. Uh, so he's trying to say I abuse yeah, him. This terminology is oh, great. Yeah, when yeah, I get to work yeah. tomorrow, I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, sell these where, customers on the phone. That's where tactical came from. Yeah, that's where. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell these customers on the phone. Say, ma'am, you're hoodaloo. You just need to get it right. That's why your bill not right. Fuck you in your hoodaloo. No, but it, it was it, it was genuinely um, Go have so, a meeting by the end of the week <laughs> So to give a truthful concept right. um, I was You know, training in the gym um, She was training as well One of her friends was one of the leaders in the course And uh, she had come out to Dallas On some kind of date With some fuck boy I don't know <laughs> That was <laughs> Okay, tell my story. okay I'm gonna listen up. I'm gonna listen Shout out to brother for fucking up So, uh Young Queen, she was like, they were, she was showing her a picture of him, and he resembled me, and the young lady snatched the phone and ran over to me and showed me, and with a straight face, I was like, nigga, I'm standing right here. You wouldn't pick the Ishmael, old fake-ass nigga, and I'm standing right here? You know what? Don't worry about it. It, I seen it. it. It seems like that was now. That's true. the truth. That's what he did. That's what he did. And I was true. like, "Well, nobody even worried about you." Because I was like, "I was but one of the leaders in his like fitness class." You went to Dallas and got nigga look like me, and I'm standing right First here. First of all, like we was. It's only I, one me. I'm him. Stop saying I that. I am him. Our relationship was strictly <laughs> professional at the time. Like, and he did ass. Like, that's what he said. I was like, "Well, nobody even worried about you." Like, just uh. So, like the. At the time, I was like, oh, this nigga arrogant as hell. Like, ew, I already don't like him. And just, like, maybe two weeks after that, that's when the whole date, like, let you me think about it. So no, it wasn't <laughs> like that. He was like, no, it wasn't a question. I wasn't asking you anything. So, I'm telling so here, you. So here's what happened. This was August, uh, well, the actual day was August 16th, right? August 16th in 2014 was our debut for my fitness class out here in Dallas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So prior to, I was like, look, um, we're going on a date Saturday. She's like, what? I said, uh-huh. Thursday, you're getting your nails. Whatever day I sent you get your nails done. Well, what I'm going to wear, I don't know how you dress. I don't trust you like that. You're going to wear fucking... Yeah, that's what he really said. Like, I, don't, I don't know you. Like, you're not going to embarrass me. So I'm going to have my homegirl make your outfit, goddamn, and we're going to go get you some shoes, and then we're going to go out and eat. Shout out, shout, out. Out. shout out to Pink Lucy. Shout out to Pink Lucy. Shout out to Pink Lucy. Shout out to Pink Lucy, man. Pink Lucy did that. So... So, unbeknownst to her, I reached out to Pink Lucy, and she was like, well, I need to know her size. I spit her numbers out. She said, oh, you know her size? I said, shit. 
So I was yeah. slim fine then. I was on the like maybe one sixty something pounds. Yeah, you, you I'm a right, good two forty now. You was you was you still a mouthful. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so <laughs> so did that. Uh, we went on a date or whatnot, and. Um, in, in full transparency, both of us had just got out of like crazy ass relationships. She was insane. To the point where my attitude to the date was what it was because I didn't think it was real, no way. Like, you ain't finna be around. You just, this finna be a date. We finna, we finna go have fun. Yeah, we and finna. we gonna go back to street for that like ain't nothing. We had like bong. Bong. <laughs> Ping bong, yes. That's exactly what's gonna happen. So, one night stand turns into eight and a half years later. Bro. <laughs> what Bro, we thought it would be. And, and it's the fun part The fun part about it Is when we were sitting At a dinner table Both of us Had our like Not red flags But what is it called Like I wish you would I, I ain't gonna lie If she put her elbows On this table She done If she don't oh, know The difference pee. between yeah, If she pee. don't know yeah. The difference between A salad fork And a dinner fork That's her ass I'm, I am leaving Shit Man. Don't use a nap If you don't <laughs> And Let y'all, this my my my, <laughs> my husband is I would say hot maintenance. I don't really want to say bougie, but I'm, I'm gonna say bougie. Right, I, I, he is I'm very he is very listen. He is very high maintenance. Like to the Stay point, I was me. like, say man, when he when he told me we was going on a date, I don't dress like you. I wear jeans, t-shirts. When I wear dresses, sometimes I wear motherfucking tennis shoes. So that's why I was like, I don't know what you expected me to wear, but that's what I got. I ain't buying nothing. So you don't even worry about it. I got you. I don't trust you like that. No way. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I already knew he was a little like bougie. So I just was like, this dude gonna be too much. This is this is not gonna go well. Mm-hmm. However, here we are. So, this nigga, <laughs> white glue. This nigga got on the way. Like the real glue when that girl had put it on my head. It don't move. We gonna say that for <laughs> another episode. Cause yeah, I, I just wanna know. I, I, I call my best friend. <laughs> I say, this nigga got on a date and act like she got some sense. Cause I do most of the time. I say, it's a game. We're gonna see how this though. We're gonna see how she playing. She trying to play. She can't play a player though. You know First what I'm saying? First of all, so, ask him how many months in that he proposed. Huh? Oh, you said yeah. months. Months. Yeah. Before he proposed. Yeah. Don't sit up back up there. Look, right. Don't, don't come back up looking. <laughs> she applied she applied the bro. pressure on your ass. Bro. She from Louisiana. She put something in my spaghetti. You know? First of all, I wasn't even cooking. The whole voodoo thing. You know. Wait, so we, really? our first date, our first date was August 16th. Um the I proposed on Mother's Day. The following year. The following year. Yeah. You was in what's that, May? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, May, yeah. mm-hmm. May 10th. So, I mean, and it's a story, I, and a conversation I have with my dad all the time. My dad, mm-hmm. dad you know, the, the, the ring, I say, Dad, she got talents, Dad. I had to, and I hate when he say that in front of my father in law, because I just be like, That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Mama, she can do shit, Mama. Mama be like, Yeah, that's right, baby. I'm just like, No. <laughs> Stop talking like that in front of them. <laughs> it is what it is. You know so, what I mean? So, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, people get upset when I say this. Dudes know what they want before they walk up on you. When you give a dude what he want, he gonna lock you down. I was Please. minding my business. I'm not trying to appease Please. nobody. Minding my business. Please. Talents. Can you stop? <laughs> so that's the only South reason we beach. married. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Is that the only reason we married? <clears throat> Talents. <laughs> saying that like that. Get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, I said, you look, hey, you know what it is? We in it 
yeah. we in it for life. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm, 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 I'm she is definitely a gift for the universe. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, was, I was, I was a monster. When even you met even when you said I'd be beating on you. Yeah, she. I am a battered spouse. We have a help group for men on Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> nights. One eight hundred help men. That's our help. That's not funny. It's not like real therapy because I don't know that therapy. We just sit around and talk about getting beat. So on it's a support group. group. It's a support group. That's all it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, fell in love. Um, glad about it. Proud about it. You know what I mean? Um, no, that's dope. That's just the homie. Yeah, yeah. She, 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 she the best. She Definitely. I'm the bestest. Yeah, she the bestest. Yeah. Do that, Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's dope. Yes, indeed. Well, I wanted to, because we know we are talking about you know the entrepreneurial side of right. things, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess. And we were talking about this on camera. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of go into the business mindset of saying, okay, how did you guys go about getting your business structured properly? Because a lot of, especially in the urban community, we don't know that. We think we go on the, the LLC.com. And, and then be that. Uh, pay that fee. And, and then now we, now we got to back. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know how to, to properly structure our business. So if you guys could kind of like yeah. go through that, any trials and tribulations you guys have faced up to this point or something that can lead a lot of people in the right direction. Yeah, I went, so, through, I went through a lot. And I learned from before, him. Before so I, I had so, it very easy. I wouldn't necessarily, for the sake of illustration, I'll call it a shortcut, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by shortcut in our community is when you learn how to do something the right way, it takes a fraction of the time that everybody else. And one thing I did learn, a problem we have in our community there are a plethora of successful successful businesses in our community. But if you as a young entrepreneur walk up to that veteran entrepreneur who's figured it out and ask them how to do it, they won't tell you. We gatekeep gate information sometimes. We gatekeep information. So I told you about that. You see what I'm saying? So, so we with, with her, Exactly. So with her, I said, okay, I'm not finna go through this again. I'm not finna watch you go through this. This is how we do it. This is how you get it right. And I put her in spaces so she could have what she needed in areas that I didn't know. Because I'm in a fitness business and tactical business, so it didn't require the state licensure that she has in the certifications and the, and the degrees and all that. So I just made sure she had what she needed so she didn't make the mistakes that I made. And I made a lot of mistakes because people wouldn't tell me. And I had to learn that shit on my own. Like, I had to read. I had to study. I had to ask people. Full transparency, I stumbled on a couple white dudes who owned a gym in Shreveport. They were just like, here's, I had a desk, I was a trainer, and dude dropped a five-inch binder on my desk one day. He was like, that's every mistake this gym has ever made. Damn. You know what I mean? And then and it hurts me to have to say that, because a white dude did it. And I asked all the successful black people how to do it. And nobody ever had time or nobody really want to give me the information. Yeah, that's a whole nother story to see that. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole well, nother story. We, we definitely have <laughs> to bring y'all back for a part two. Because mm-hmm. yep. once I get trained and certified, yeah. I yeah. want to tell y'all that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to pull on the motherfucking clover, yeah. man. Because yeah. <laughs> what I was, what I was going to say is, and and I'm, I'm just speaking lightly based off of what I see. Right. Because I don't know all the facts, right? Yeah. But you, when you see these celebrities... From our side of the world, right? Um, in our community, we don't see a lot of this. It's a lot no. of s- spread it out. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and Chop had a had a conversation one night. How like you know a lot of black people we don't give the information to each other. We just happy to see each other make it, and then that be it. So like for example, say Chop is on the end of this street, and oh you at the end of the other street. We just gonna wave and say hey, how you doing? And yeah. then we're going to move on. No but we're not going to ever connect and say, hey, what you do? Right. How'd you do this? Man, right. I've been trying to, you know, yeah. it's never that conversation. It's always like, I'm just proud that you made it. 
and we just gonna live our own life. And now I feel like that's a big problem. That is a big problem. And it it is um, because fortunately and unfortunately, there are no other people in this field. There's people on the firearm side, there's people on the mental health side. Somebody who's a mental health clinician. Don't have to be a clinical social worker. You can be any type of therapist with any other LPCs, LCDCs, LMFTs, any of those other credentials who's a firearm instructor and bridging it to. And that's what makes y'all unique. Yeah, that's what makes me unique. And so I had to figure that out on my own. So I had to make sure I wasn't doing anything unethical as it relates to my license, but then to doing things to where it's actually effective when I'm working with people Mm -hmm. um, as well. So I had to take a lot of the business concepts and apply them what I know to be right when dealing with people with creating programs. Mm -hmm. Because if I ever decide to go for funding or getting um, financial backing from people like that, I have to make sure things are in place so people feel good. Like, okay, I'm investing my money in something that's legit. Mm -hmm. So wanting to, um, to do that. So I had to spend a lot of time more so talking with professors and talking with people for us like the business side of things to make sure things are in order because um, I just didn't have anybody to go to I had to figure it out on my own so man this has been a abundance of great information man <laughs> appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, thank you thank you thank you I know you. we running short on time we definitely will bring y'all back for a part yeah. two because I yeah. know we I'm got a lot back. more that we could talk about oh, yeah. yeah um but before we get ready to wrap up, just want to give y'all the opportunity to shout out your social media handles and how everybody can be able to find you online. Because I know y'all got a lot of them, because I got about five written down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I got... Website. I think I got three. So my Facebook is Tactical Social Worker, um, three separate words. My Instagram is Tactical Social Worker underscore PLLC. My website is tacticalsocialworker.com. Email address tacticalsocialworker at gmail.com. I think that's it mm. for, for me. All right. For so, my stuff. Yeah, that's it. I think. What's, What's your name? You, you Twitter? You need Twitter. No, Twitter like a mix. I've okay. been cutting up on Twitter. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bodybyotactical.com uh, That's the website Facebook Bodybyotactical YouTube Bodybyotactical Instagram Bodybyo318 Twitter Bodybyo318 And TikTok Bodybyotactical so, Okay yeah. No that's dope uh, And I was gonna say before um, You know we We let y'all go If you if You both can Combine on the answer Y'all can answer individually mm-hmm. What would be one thing From a business standpoint That you would say uh, For words of advice If you could leave one mm. thing Worry about you Don't worry about nobody else If you know it's in you If spirit has Given you that To do it Then do it So focus on self mm. I would say uh, An acronym that I have Called DID D-I-D My dad and I Came up with this Drive Intellect And discipline it's a lot of days you don't have drive. Hmm. It's just it's a fact. Bro, some days you gonna get up, you're gonna be like, fuck these people, man. <laughs> That's my six of my seven days. <laughs> and I'm off to it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, so, this. <laughs> in the intellect, you, you, you gotta know what you're doing. You, you gotta put in your studies. You gotta do that. Confidence. In the discipline, the discipline is what keeps you consistent on the days that you don't want to get up and do this shit. I tell people all the time, entrepreneurship, don't get it. This shit looks good. It, we it's make this shit look easy. Easy. You work more hours than you work 
for your you work more hours for yourself than you will ever work for anybody clocking in and clocking out. Mm. Don't get it twisted. That gratification hit different. Though. I tell people, like, baby, look, when you clocking in and clock out, you go to sleep at night. But when you're an entrepreneur, where this next check coming from, goddamn, yeah. man, this bill's gonna be consistent. AT and T don't give a goddamn about nothing. Right. <laughs> They want their money. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's something you you got to have it, bro. Like you, you gotta be consistent. And like I said, and all of us are guilty of falling short in these areas because we get tired. We're humans, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Consistency. If you don't take anything else from what we're saying, drive, intellect, and discipline. I got some shirts coming out that's gonna say that shit, but it's just I'm gonna important. need that. I'm gonna need that. We gonna need that. It's important. Black exhale, please. Bro, <laughs> I, 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 I'm all my shit's black anyway, yeah. but uh, like I said, it's Man, that's why I was. That's why I was, That's kind of what we're saying off camera. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've done the videographer thing. I've done the photography thing, and sometimes you just be like, "Bro, fuck," you see. But that's where that discipline comes in when you don't have the drive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate y'all. Yes, okay, sexy uh, man. Definitely, definitely. Looking all thick. Because I am thick. So we have to start a love podcast after five. Nah, but. Appreciate y'all coming indeed. out and chopping it up with sure. us on the Chopping Up Podcast show. Uh, oh, Latasha May, it's definitely been a pleasure. Thank so. you for having us. This was fun. This was fun. Man, let me know where y'all get it. I'm going to share it to my YouTube page. And I got a lot of followers. They feel they probably feel abandoned. but uh, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Hey, <laughs> tell them I'm back, baby. I'm back, goddamn. I'm back. <laughs> and then I'll take another two months off. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, definitely. We share it on the, on, the, on the platforms and all that. Share it on our platforms for you, yeah. man. We definitely get it. No, we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Definitely. All right, Chop. Wrap us up, man. All right. So, again, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Chop It Up podcast. I am Sav, alongside Chop. Uh, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe on the page. Also, make sure you guys tap in to... Uh, Shout your stuff out again. Body by O Tactical. Body by O 318 on Instagram. Yeah. Body by O 318 on Twitter. And uh, make sure you follow they, they movement, man. They're doing a lot of great things, helping us out and, and just making sure the world's a safer place. And uh, we out. We out. <laughs>